Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hold up, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be telling these niggas, man. Shit in the game, man. Shit Tell them, done, man. Let them niggas know, up. man. Hey yo, queen, get the money, long time, no cash I'm caught up in the hustle where the guns go blast The fool retaliated, so I had to think fast Pull out my heat first, see, pull out a seat last Now who the fuck you think is living to this day? I'm trying to tell these young niggas, crime don't pay They looked at me and said, queens niggas don't play Do your thing, I'll do my kids, stay out of my way Psych far, trying to survive in New York State But can't stop till I'm eating off a platinum plate Popo comes around and tries to relocate me Lock me up forever, but they can't deflate me Cause having cash is highly addictive Thank you for tuning in to the Clown Hour. I'm your host, Mosca Burke. I'm the creator of Sports Blog Clown, the Clown Times, sponsored by K. You can find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you'll be able to find me on Facebook. Just do a search in the upper left-hand corner. Uh, that search window that you see, just perch right there. Just waiting for you to type in the words, the Clown Times. Again, that's Clown Times, spelled with K. You can find me there as well. Well, uh, I figured we first of all kick off this uh, podcast with a tribute to one of my favorite rap groups of all time, Mob Deep's um, Prodigy, who passed like yesterday at the young age of 42. I still can't believe that. I mean, all all the hip hop stars in my generation in years of the late eight, mid late 80s and 90s are passing. It's <laughs> it's just one of those moments that life is indeed fleeting, and that I am also old as hell. But at any rate, we're going to break down. The NBA Finals a little bit more. Uh, we took a break and talked about tennis last week because the French Open, rightfully so. So we're going to devote this podcast to. Um, and by the way, last week's podcast was epic. By the way, shout out to uh, Janina Reed from uh, Real Tennis Fans. Please check out our podcast uh, every week on YouTube. But at any rate, uh, we're going to break down the NBA Finals some more and talk about the these crazy ass NBA trades as it leads up to. As we up to the uh, NBA draft, which is tomorrow night. So help me break that down. My partner in crime, y'all know him from the yard slash HBCU Sports, as well as Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night on Blogtar Radio. Dwayne Nash is back in the house. What's going on, brother man? Scott, Scott. First and foremost, one of the most slept on mob deep hits that people really don't talk about. One of my favorites, the first time I was actually introduced to Mob Deep, album Juvenile Hell, the single, hit it from the back. My God. (laughs) Hit it from the back like that. But, you know, I digress. You know what? Yeah, I have a quick survey clip before I let you go on um, about Mob Deep. Well, my favorite album, one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time, to me, my my personal, I believe, is one of the best albums the infamous, uh, where mm-hmm. this song came from, obviously, as well as um, Temperature Rising and other hits that they had. Um, you know, I remember playing this particular song that led off this podcast, like, throughout my time in Merle Beach over, over fall break. 
when I was in college. And so that's I, I wore the hell out of that album. Especially that particular figure. That's probably my favorite song off the album. And that album had several several hits. So Yes. Yes. And you know, so. they were involved in one and the biggest uh hip hop beef of all time, of course, that that East Coast, West Coast beef. My favorite right. song to come out of that beef, of course, being LALA, the the joint that they did with Capone and Noriega, their the, the Queen's brethren. Right. But, um, yeah, you're right, man. You know, we have a lot of these uh, MCs of, of our, uh, actually, uh, of our own age, all dying yeah. before the age of 50 <laughs> with Fife Dog at 45, uh, right. uh, Heavy D at 44. Um yeah. You know, Prodigy at 42, Nate Dogg was 41, uh, yeah. Sean Price a couple of years ago was 43. So, yeah, man, um, as as I'm sitting here eating a, a, a Taco Bell taco, this is going to be very yeah. contradictory. We need to go ahead and, and, and watch our health as as black right. men. Like I said, I know it sounds That's contradictory, right. but um, it, it's something that needs to be said and done by myself as well. So, most definitely, um, we, brothers, let's go ahead and get that done, man. Because I understand he was living yeah. with um, uh, a sickle cell anemia, <laughs> right? And and, right. and um, you know that probably combined with his lifestyle was was probably not the best way to do it. But um, man, did he give us some gems to to live by? Yes, man. he did. Exactly. It's sad. I'm still sad. I'm sad for a while. Probably not as sad as I was when Five Dog left us, but. Um, Sad, sad nevertheless, because he was one of the most, one of the more underrated MCs out there. And, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Prodigy. What you know? What kind of say? Rest in peace, Prodigy. Um, let's brighten this up a little bit. You huh? <laughs> get to get sad again. Um, you know, we just had obviously the NBA finals last week. We all know that, and I think you caught it. A gentleman's sweep. Uh, yeah. Golden State beat the Cleveland four games to one. And we won't spend too much time because mainly because of the flurries of these of these crazy NBA trades and the NBA draft coming, which I know we're going to spend the lion's share of this podcast on. But I just want to get get this out and uh, talk to you last week about this. Do you well a couple of things from that? Do you view like remember the summer of Kevin Durant where you know it was either going to be back to OKC, Boston, shooting at the ring and had a strong case. Mm-hmm. Going to Golden State, which a lot of people thought he's not going to go to Golden State, is he? And of course he did, and you know, and the rest is history, as they say. You know, it kept up a boring ass regular season, of even more more boring ass playoffs, and even <laughs> <laughs> worse one of the worst finals. Even though they said that it was the most worst, one of the most watched finals, and not the most watched finals. I call bullshit on that, but that's not here on there. But but anyway. Um, they 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 won four games to one. KD was the MVP and rightfully so. Dude dominated. Mm-hmm. And the fact that a lot of cats thought that he would, including yours truly, thought that he was going to be just a passenger along the ride. He led a team full of all stars, bro. I mean, the way he took over and, and and to go to State's credit, they allowed it. They said, yeah. bro. I mean, soon as soon as soon as soon as they brought KD, KD in, cats like Steph Curry. Uh, Draymond Green, who started the recruitment, uh, who allegedly started the, the recruitment, uh, uh, um, uh, what's his face? Clay Thompson, those cats. They were like, bruh, do you? 
We're going to move the ball around. Do you. Don't worry about us. We'll follow you. Do you. We'll follow everything fall into place. And boy, did they. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, suffice to say, this is Katie's team going forward. And, you know, the fact that he already said he's going to opt out and sign for less money so that they can retain this piece such as Andre Iguodala can be taken care of as well as a few other cats. Uh, which will obviously ingratiate him some more in the locker room. Now that you've seen, because I know we've been talking junk about KD going to a team that beat him <laughs> in the playoffs last year, he died down three, the good thing against one. Do you view him any differently now that not only did he win a chat championship, that he that you have to call him a champion, but he led the team. He led these guys. He, he led now, these guys. So do you view him any differently going forward? Well, first and foremost, let me say this. No one said anything about Andre Iguodala when Golden State beat the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs when he was playing with Denver, only to go to Golden State the following year. But I digress. I don't even like going yeah. into that argument, but I, I, I like bringing up stuff like that. I do. I, I like to go ahead and, and, and bring up that little well, People think he's not an all-star like KD, but, you know, I get your point. I get your point. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not an all-star, now. but, you know, I need to go ahead and, and, and club that, that sports and, and, and jab people with it just to talk yeah. them and, and get a little fun. But um, you're right. He's not the same class. I know. I get it. Um, I don't <laughs> see him any differently. Um, I, actually, I remember saying on this show, uh, I understood his move to, to OKC. Not no, OKC, I'm sorry, to Golden State. Um, I only yep. saw two contenders, truthfully, and where he could have gone last summer – and that was Golden State or San Antonio, and, and um, the fact that he chose San uh, that he chose Golden State over San Antonio was a slight surprise because I thought he would have probably mm. taken the, uh, the, uh, the 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 tax break. But like I I said before on this show, if what was reported is true, he also wanted to go to an urban city, further his his, his philanthropic. Endeavors, and mm, what not another bigger city other than than Oakland between the two of them, especially. Right. So yeah, I, I understood the move. I wasn't one of these people who were up in arms about this whole deal uh, of him going to a team that beat him. You know, my thing is maybe he saw that that Oklahoma City team the way it was constructed before he left, and remember they had just traded away. Serge Ibaka away to Orlando right. to bring in right. Oladipo. Even though I thought that offense would have been high-powered with Oladipo, uh, uh, Westbrook, and Durant, maybe he thought that that team still wasn't strong enough to beat Golden State. So right. why not go to a team that you feel as though that you're going to thrive in and, and, and compete for a championship, if not win it all? So, no, I don't look at him differently. The only thing that I was slightly disappointed was in him doing or saying at the end of the finals. And I shouldn't say disappointed. I should say it just mm-hmm. stung a little bit. Was when he started to shout out, you know, D.C. and the P.G. County area. Being a D.C. guy and, and the fact that we wanted him here so bad, <clears throat> I mean, what do you expect a player to do when he wins the title, especially his first one? He's going to shout out his hometown. But right. it just would have been uh, – it would have felt a whole lot greater to do it with the hometown, which is, in my personal opinion, 
But I, I, I didn't see that happening uh, in, in a year or two. They still had some things that the, the organization of the Wizards needed to do in order to, one, have KD come here, and two, become a championship right. contender. But that's just me being picky and me being a D.C. native and me being a Wizards fan, wishing he was here, but still happy for the brother for winning his first title. And I am, too. I am, too. He's all accounts a good dude. And as much fun I threw his shit, I threw his way last summer in all year for going to a team that beat him after they had him, he had him down two games to one, I think he did feel that, you know, this was his best shot. Last year's mm-hmm. team was his best shot. And that if he didn't do it then, then hell, when, when the hell am I going to do it? So I understand it. I understand it. I mean, I'm old school, but I understand it. So going from one guy who did the championship jump into another guy in LeBron James um, when he went to Miami years years ago, there's talk that he may be out. He may be leaving Cleveland in 2018 because his wife apparently wants to live in L.A. full-time going forward. And uh, he and then LeBron's contract is up at the end of, at, at, at the end of next season, rather. And uh, there's talk that um, they may be making some moves that, you know, they're trying to get Paul George, but that didn't happen. And apparently they're trying to effort uh, um, Jimmy Butler, trade, like trading for Jimmy Butler. But that may not work because Jimmy Butler apparently is afraid that LeBron may not be there mm-hmm. <laughs> like a few years. And Kyrie Irving has come out and said that, you know what, I may have to – See if I can force my way out of Dodge if LeBron's not going to be here past next next season, or yeah. because um, Cleveland and by Cleveland I mean Dan Gilbert, owner Dan Gilbert, broke off the general manager David Griffin like yesterday, which I thought was well two, until two days ago rather, which I thought was crazy, in that he all all he did was make the roster moves to make Cleveland three time Eastern Conference champion and a world champion last season. Um, mm-hmm. I, it just it just bothers my mind. So, um, surely LeBron ain't gonna leave again, though, right? Because I mean, look, I know that he's live on his promise of bringing the championship back to Cleveland. But it's one thing I noticed about this cat is that he he refuses to name Gilbert by name. Say Gilbert by name. He always mm-hmm. refers to him as the owner, because obviously and rightfully so. He hasn't gotten over what Dan Gilbert said, said and did a, said about him on the way out when he went to Miami, and nor should yeah. he forget that. Um, and I think I, I think that's a bridge that's never going to be repaired. I mean, no. it is just it is what it is. LeBron's here to on a mission. As the mission is accomplished, peace out. <laughs> and I think that may happen soon as well. But do you? But I just don't see him going to the Lakers because why would he try to lead um, – like, why would he try to chase the legacy of not only Magic and Kareem, but Shaq and Kobe, especially Kobe, since he's compared to a lot. Um, yeah. And also the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers is a dumpster fire. I mean, sure, they're better than the Lakers right now, but they're perennial underachievers as far as I'm, I'm, I'm concerned in terms of their talent. And what they've done, or how they, what they haven't done in the playoffs, and they, you know, I know that he and Chris Paul are best friends. You know, Chris Paul, he's the godfather of Chris Paul's son. But I, I think it's vice versa. But at any rate, 
I, I just don't see it. Like, like, what say you? Do you see LeBron leaving? I mean, let alone to L.A.? Um, I'm going to say yes. Mm. I, I, I do see him leaving. And, and the reason why is, unfortunately, man, every June, those ghosts keep coming back. It's like it's a it's an annual uh, uh, infestation of unfortunately for him that he has to deal with of these ghosts uh-huh. that he has to chase and right. and and magic and and Jordan and Bird mainly Jordan of course but right. he just has to deal with it every June and, and he has to fight that thing every year. And he keeps hearing it, especially when he doesn't win a title. Right. The way that this team is currently constructed, mm-hmm. I do not think. And it's, it's mainly because of the bench. Excuse me. It's mainly because of the bench players. Let's keep it real. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't yeah, think no that. Yeah, I didn't think that this um this Cavaliers team could beat Golden State, um in the finals. But there was a high chance of them winning Game Three. And if they won game three and won game four, the entire complexion yep. of this series would have been completely different. And to see that Golden State Warriors team on its heels, let alone watching them on their heels in game four, just in one game, if they were on their heels in an entire series, I don't know how they would have had to have dealt with it. And, and it's a possibility that, you know, and I hate to say it, that, that, that Cleveland could have won that series had they won game three. That was a very pivotal mm. game, pivotal game in my personal opinion. Had uh, mm. Cleveland been able to win that game, it, it could have looked completely – the complexion of that series would have looked completely different. I mean, for obvious reasons, but I, I just think that Cleveland would have been a little bit more aggressive in terms of their play, and, and they probably would have, would have been able to sneak a surprise on us. But with them not being able to get help from the guys on the bench, from the guys that they needed help from, uh, Imar Schumpert, uh, Kyle Culver, once again, a, a guy that LeBron asked to have come over, and him come, to come over and not shoot threes well. Uh, mm-hmm. DeRon Williams comes over. Another guy LeBron asked for, he comes over, doesn't play well. Um, so when right. you have your supporting cast isn't playing up to the level that they need to play for. I don't need them to play higher. I just need them to meet expectations, and they couldn't do that. And that was, in my personal opinion, the reason why they lost that series. You had Kyrie play to, to the level of what you expect out of him. Him, Kevin Love played well. There were games in which uh, uh, J.R. Smith even gave you 10 points plus, which is what I expect from him. So you got what you expected out of the guys that you expected from. It was that supporting cast where he needed the help from that he didn't get it from. And I don't see them improving. Plus, where there's rumors of uh, 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 Jimmy Butler being told don't come to Cleveland because uh, uh, Kyrie and LeBron may not be there. Now they're saying that yeah. it's not true. But <clears throat> if if that's even being said or even being thought about, there's a possibility that other players are thinking the exact same thing. And if they can't get help, that just leads to me thinking that LeBron's going to have to leave. He's not going to stay in a yeah. situation where he's going to end up at least not getting into the finals and being capable of competing for a title. 
He doesn't want to just get to the yeah, finals. Like he wants to have a team. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, he's done that before. He wants to be on an yep. organ, be in an organization that's competing for a title. Now, if that means he has to go to L.A., so be it. Now, will he want to go to – once again, you're talking about dealing with ghosts. My God. The, uh, the Staples Center is already haunted as is with purple and gold ghosts. <laughs> I don't know if he wants to deal with that. Now, he may want to deal with some of the red, white, and blue ghosts because there ain't none of those. So if I, if I were to see him to go anywhere, mind you, first and foremost, you heard it here first on this show, Uh-oh. I said that LeBron would go to Cleveland. Right. But I do remember that. I'm yeah. thinking if he goes to L.A., <laughs> if he goes to L.A., he's going to the Clippers. I think Jerry West would, would, would try to entice him to come there if he decides to leave as a free agent. But if I'm Cleveland, Damn. I'm, I'm not allowing I'm LeBron to work. Yeah. And he's doing his best to try to keep CP3, CP3 out there, too. Now, uh-huh. I don't know if it, if it works, but the, 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 the talks of LeBron coming out there may, may entice him to stay. But if I'm Cleveland, I'm not having what happened uh, uh, in 2010 happen again. I can't let him leave without getting any assets. There's no way in the world I can't have that happen twice. Fool me, uh, fool me, uh, fool me one, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And if that happens yeah. again, Dan Gilbert, shame on you. Because you hear the rumblings, you, you see that the team is potentially in a situation where it can't win a title. If you can't bring in free agents, then you're going to have to ship them. You're, you're, in my personal opinion, you're just going to have to do it. Paul George ain't coming. Jimmy Butler ain't coming. Carmelo is still right. out there. Matter of fact, I just found it interesting that D Wade is, is willing to stay in Chicago. Now maybe D Wade is like, I got my my rings. I just want the money because all this time I've been the sacrificial lamb and allowed everybody right. else to get get their money. Now it's time for me to go ahead and get mine. And with that tweet he sent out, that's exactly what it sounds like to me because he's saying that if he was younger. He would have gotten 150 million. So that just sounds like a dude who's who's who's, who's money dry, He's if done. you will. You know, he, he he wants that money, and I don't, I don't blame him. You got the talent, you got the ability, get your dough. But it, it's very it was very easy for him to go over to Cleveland and get another ring. But yeah, he wants that money, so I ain't mad at him. But there are other superstars out there that could potentially come to Cleveland. If Cleveland doesn't make a move to get one of those guys, or at least a, 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 a better supporting staff. I'm giving LeBron. I'm giving him. I, I got to. But where are you gonna get? It, 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 I, I mean, the thing is, you're never gonna get equal value for a superstar, especially no. one like LeBron James. You're never gonna no. get. I, I see where you're coming from. They have to get something. Mm-hmm. You know, like like um like a like an outcast would say, go go out and get something. Uh, no, I wasn't outcast. It was good in my But at any rate, so I'm a hip hop But nevertheless, I, I think that, I, I think to your point, Dan Gilbert is entering an area where he can't be, potentially cannot win. He, 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 he knows what happened to him, the new what happened to him the first time around. He fires Dan, David Griffin, who I thought was a very capable GM. Um, Le, LeBron said that help, heartfelt tweet. That saying that you know, hey, you know, this is ours. Couldn't have done without you. 
That was mm-hmm. directed, and I'm paraphrasing that tweet, of course, but that was directed to me at, or I feel that it's going, it was directed at Dan Gilbert. And who, again, he refuses, LeBron refuses to call by name, and I don't blame him for that. Um, I, I just think that it's going to be very interesting come 2018, and I think that, I think Cleveland know. I think the Cats in Cleveland know that the, that the window's closing, like, rapidly. And yes. I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that we made some of the, first, the best runs out of this Cleveland team as we know it coming to an end sooner rather than later. And, you know, hey, you know, this is what it is. But, um, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, the whole thing is it's just hard to think what if. And I know I told a friend this, like, on, on my podcast last week when we were talking tennis of all things, but she's a Clevelander, so I had to ask about it, like, later. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, it just – what is like game three? It's the ultimate what if. Yeah. What if Cleveland held on and won game three? What what like and, and they didn't come out like game busters the way they game busters the way they did game four. It was a totally different series. I agree mm-hmm. with you. I agreed with her. It's a it would be a to, it would have been a totally different series. But as the saying goes, it is what it is. What happened happened. What's done is done. Uh, so, you know, it's just one of those things, the moral of the story, boys and girls, if you have a chance to close out with the team on your home floor, you might want to do it. So You might want to uh, do it. <laughs> right. Play uh, the whole 48. Yeah. It was that? Play the whole 48. Play the whole 48, exactly. Play the whole damn 48. There you go, exactly. Um, now, if that wasn't crazy enough, how about these trades, man? I mean, first. Oh my God! I mean, I know that all these teams are willing dealing for the draft positioning. When we've seen some already, first of all, D'Angelo Russell going from the L.A. to Brooklyn. <laughs> God bless him hey, for for uh, Lopez for twenty seven pick. What's up with that? I, I was going to say it's funny that that happened because I, I I ironically just last night on on our show referred to. Uh, D'Angelo Russell as Spike Lee Jr. in the fact that he's going to Brooklyn just makes it break yeah. that full circle. I didn't even think about that. So that's funnier than, than even what I thought it was when I first said it. My God. But, um, yeah, I, I thought that that was a come up for the Lakers because they, they, they get a good yeah. – uh, actually get a quality big man in Brook Lopez to come out there and have a potential uh, – Small man, big man game between Lopez and uh, Lonzo Ball because we know that's what they're going right. after with the number two pick. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's be, that, 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 that move screen, all the screen would take a Lonzo Ball. That's what that move exactly. Go ahead. Yeah, because yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking before uh, we got closer to the draft. As much as they talked about Lonzo Ball leading up to it, my main question was, mm-hmm. okay, so what do they do with D'Angelo Russell? And that's exactly what you do to them. You trade them. So um, they they got their trading partner. And it's just interesting that this offseason is a lot more interesting than the, 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 the playoffs itself because of right. all of the moves that have been made, all of the potential moves that, that could be made or talked about, and then all of the players that are available in free agency and the places in which they could go. So th- this has just been – uh, a very interesting start to a, a NBA offseason that can be a complete whirlwind within the next couple of days, and, and to see how this all ends and where all of the pieces finally end up landing will be 
very, very interesting. But, yeah, that D'Angelo Russell trade to Brooklyn was an a, a, a interesting move. And then the Dwight Howard from Atlanta to, to Charlotte move for a bunch of trash cans and, 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 and aluminum cans. I, just, I couldn't believe that trade was made. I, really couldn't, I couldn't believe, believe it either. But that says something. That says, that says a whole lot about what Trevor Knight, or, or Travis Knight, I'm sorry, thinks about Dwight Howard and the fact that he was able to send him to, to Charlotte like that. Now, Charlotte gets uh, the, the, best, the best big man that they've, well, I, I guess you could say the best big man that they've had since Alonzo Mourning, but, you know, it, it's right. still, it's, it, it's too, to, to be determined. But this, this would be a, a wake-up call for Dwight. Because Dwight didn't have a fantastic Man. year in Atlanta, <laughs> but he didn't have a yeah. horrible year. But he there were a, a lot of stumbles throughout this past season. I thought that, you know, Chip Home would help him out and, and do him good, but God, they don't even want you at the crib, bruh. So this would be this would be a, 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 a telling tale to a guy who a lot of people consider to potentially be a, a Hall of Famer later on in his career. I don't see it necessarily. But, you know, it, 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 I just want to see what this move does to him. And, and if well, it necessarily turns around Charlotte. Right. Well, here's the deal with that. I noticed in the playoffs against your beloved Wizards, I almost called the Bullets again. Uh, your That's right. Wizards, I, that, I'd enjoy uh, it. There you go. Where there were stretches, there were, there were times during the end of the games where he wasn't on the court. He being Dwight Howard, of course. And – if you look back at the stats, which I know you've done, because you're a numbers guy like me, you notice that he averaged a pretty good double-double. He averaged yeah. 13 and a half points and 12.7 rebounds per, had a, a block and a half per game. Um, he was, he he was supposed thing. to have been a matchup nightmare. Exactly. He did it, his thing. And played correctly. And just because of one of Yeah. Because of, of, of the big men that Washington have, they had no one that could have potentially competed with Dwight Howard down in, in the block. They had no one. Right. And, and, and Gortat played horribly against Atlanta. And the fact that they didn't play Dwight more leads me to believe that they just didn't want him there anymore. Which is just, just so perplexing. I, like, I, I, like I wrote a rant earlier today on my blog about the enigma that is Dwight Howard. I mean, here's a dude who's so insanely I mean, call him, to call him insanely talented, I mean, uh, talented would be such an understatement. Dude averaged a, a, a good double double for his is averaged a good double double for his career. Seven, mm-hmm. Over seventeen points a game, over twelve rebounds per game, over a block and a half per game, and and with all his 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 career, he had great career in Orlando. He should have kept his ass in Orlando, by the way, but that's not here nor there. Um, after he forced his way to L.A., he had a decent few couple years in L.A. I think the fact that he played through injuries, he played through a torn labrum, and he had bad he, – he suffered through bad backs. And it's just it, – it's, it's about, about some bad back, back uh, I should say. It just really took away from his game. And the fact that yeah. the NBA is evolving to the point where a big – a traditional big man is almost extinct. You have to play away from the basket. Like how Chris Bosh po- po- Porzingis will get to him in a moment, um, as well as Ricky Cousins in in, in uh, New Orleans and his running mate Anthony Davis, all mm-hmm. three big guys who can face you up 
and take you off the dribble, shoot over your eyes, like uh, like uh, over your head, nail threes. It's crazy, this evolution of big men. To put the ball on the floor, Howard can't do that. I mean, he, he's a hell of a defensive player. He's a three-time defensive player of the year, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. So he can get it done. He can get it done on the defensive end. He can rebound like crazy. He just, I think the game, I, I think he does have a place. His offensive game doesn't, have, doesn't uh, have a place in this NBA. I mean, the whole thing is he needs to evolve because he is so strong. He is so damn quick and athletic. I mean, you kind of wonder what if about this guy. What if he took him more seriously? What if he kept his ass in Orlando and saw, saw that through? What, just what if, right, instead of trying to chase his brand, build his brand and everything, what if he just focused you know, squarely on basketball, which Joe Kobe Bryant crazy, by the way. He was he was chasing ghosts. He was chasing a, 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 a ghost that wore a Superman emblem that just happened to be the exact same position. Yep. You know, and, and and thought that he could follow in the footsteps, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, it really didn't. So I'm thinking that the combination of of, of Charlotte coach uh, uh, Steve Clifford, I think his first name is Steve. I know his last name is Clifford who coached him in Orlando. And I think was mm-hmm. Orlando was, or was it in, yeah, I guess it was Orlando and in L.A., uh, one of those places where he had his best seasons like uh, under him. So he trusts, he trusts Clifford a okay. lot. And I think that Clifford is, is squarely in this young brother's corner. And, you know, he's going to a team that already has the fabulous point guard in Kimber Walker. And, you know, in, a, in, a, like a, in another stretch five, as well as stretch four, and uh, Frank Kaminsky Jr. coming off the bench or starting. So they have nice pieces down there. Charlotte gets a big man that they sorely needed, at least on the defensive end. Uh, you know, his presence, how his presence will be felt. It's just that I just wonder, will this finally click for the white? Will the, will the light finally go off in his head? Because if it doesn't, this move, I mean, uh, this is essentially a salary dump. Let's just call it for what it is. I mean, because it's not like Atlanta got any anybody good back. They got a couple of, no. couple of tomato cans, and then yeah. like a and a very low draft pick. So the second round draft pick. So uh, and, and 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 the fact that Shaw was able to finagle a high second round pick, the thirty first pick in the draft, was essentially a first round pick in return. So <laughs> at any rate, and the fact that Atlanta was willing to get rid of this dude, it just. He's so talented, it is, and he's not a malcontent for what I understand. I mean, he's very like well, he's like a very nice brother, very good brother. It's just he just doesn't take it. I don't think he takes it serious. I don't think he wants it. So yeah, this this is just this is his last stand, bro. He's in Charlotte. He says this is his last stand. Out of he's facing a decline. You're right. Be the ultimate what if underachiever. It just yeah. is. Exactly, and and but, I, I I don't know where else he's going to go. This is this is his third team in the Southeast Division. He just hasn't played for right. Washington or Miami yet. <laughs> but I, I digress, man. That's insane. I I can't think of a guy that's played for so many teams in the same division, not named Tree Rollins or or, or uh, uh, what's the other former Atlanta uh, Hawk center that played for Chicago, and I think he may have played. For Cleveland, I can't think of it, but yeah, that's insane to play for so many teams in the same division. Not Kevin Willis. That's crazy. Kevin Willis. 
Yes. Mm. I remember him with his hair, the alligator arms, and ah, <laughs> uh, yes, he could play though. Yeah, alligator. He arms, could. He could play. <laughs> the short ass arms, but we'll get down <laughs> this, man. Well, actually, a couple, one, like one more thing before I I I touch a, I, I ask you a question about the draft coming up okay. on, uh, like tomorrow night. Um, what the hell is going on in New York? What the hell is wrong about Knicks? Why the you hell is Joe Jackson even attempting to entertain to dangle Chris Sass Porzingis? I know I was on him, on Porzingis, for a long time, thinking, wondering what the hell was he doing, bringing him in. But the he is a unicorn. He's a seven-footer who can put the ball on the floor, can shoot the rock. He's tenacious on defense. He has swag. The fans love him. He loves New York. What the hell is Phil Jackson doing? He's trying to get fired. He's trying to get fired. He still got money on the books. He can't get that money if he quits. So he's trying to get fired. So yeah, what's what's the best way to get fired? Trade away the best player, or not bring in talent. He's already not bought in talent, so yeah, he's, he's still the there. Either. Well, yeah, that too. So you know, he's <laughs> he's done enough to get fired, but they don't want to just give him his money. So I, I guess the best way to do it is to go ahead and, and trade away the best player that's left on the roster. So, yeah. Well, what can't – I mean, sure, I I'm, I know I'm asking too much of James Dolan, the owner, to use common sense and just fire him for cause um, and, and whatnot because Phil doesn't want to be there. It's just obvious. It's painfully obvious that he does not want to be there. He wants to be in some TP in Montana smoking weed or whatever <laughs> the hell he does in his free time. Um it's hard being a Knicks fan. I know, I know. We have discussions every 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 NFL season about how hard it is for you to be a fan of, of the Washington team. How hard it is for some fans here in Cincinnati to be fans of the Bengals. Yeah, but it's hard being. A, it's so damn hard being a Knicks fan. I swear to God, and you heard it here first. I swear to God, if Phil Jackson <laughs> is dumb enough to consume, consummate a trade, shipping for things out of town and giving away Carmelo Anthony for nothing. I'm done. Yeah. I'm not. I'm done pulling. I'm done. I am so done. I'm not team hopping. I'm just done. I'm done with it. I'll be done with them. Well, I would say as a, as a fan of an organization that has sat back and watched dumb trades go down and watched some of my favorite guys walk out of that door, unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. once he's gone, it, it should make you feel a little bit better. But you got to be a little cautious in terms of the moves that happen and bringing back quality players. With that said, sure. um, I think I know exactly what it's going to take for him to get fired. He's going to have to walk in to work with uh, with Charles Oakley. <laughs> He's coming to work with Oak. They go ahead and, and you know, Do threaten Dolan a little bit. And, and, and I think that's how you get fired. But uh, I guess Porzingis is the second best trading Porzingis is the second uh, best way to get that done too, but yeah, I think I think he needs to give Charles Oakley a call and, and and have him show up at the garden one day, you know. Man, okay, okay, I swear to God, this is the last time I say about my next time. I I swear to God, <laughs> you have they have the assets they have are what most teams pine for. They have a young player. Well, first of all, like they have a player and and Carmen Anthony, sure he's he's not the superstar he once was, but he's one mm-hmm. still the one of the most lethal scores in the game. Exactly. And yeah. you have 
in addition to that, you have a guy who's seven feet tall who can put the ball on the floor, can go around your ass, dunk on you, shoot, shoot free throws, shoot threes, and play finished defense, and you've gone for cheap. Hey, hey, hey Scott. You know what? And this is going to tie in with the, uh, the, the, NBA, the the draft on tomorrow night. Teams are pining for that position so much that they're taking guys who have been playing college ball coming off the bench and guys averaging less than five points a game as a freshman. These are guys that yeah. they're, they're talking about, at least four of them right now that I can think of off the top of my head, that they're saying could be potentially top 20 picks tomorrow night who have averaged less than five points a game in college ball that are stretch fours or maybe stretch fives because they want mm-hmm. a Porzingis-like player. But yet New York already has it, and they're talking about trading it away. It's insane. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's insane. I'm, you know what? If, if I didn't have a family, if I wasn't responsible law by an adult, I go drinking. I drink myself. I almost drink myself to death right now and go out and shoot and shooting folks. That's how. It's oh. that, that, that's how depressed I am. Uh, oh. I, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, well, not shoot folks. I, I'll really go to jail for that. But shoot myself. Yeah. That's that's more bad. That's just better. But you don't want to um, do that either because it, it it's hurts. Insane. It's just insane, man. We had we haven't won a championship since the year I was born, 1973. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's not getting any better anytime soon. We had a flirtation with the Towers in the 90s and those two yeah. bonds appearances. John Starks, unfortunately, shot us out of the test with two in the title in Game 7. Um, Patrick Ewing got hurt when we went to the finals that one year and got suffered a German sweep by the hand of Tim Duncan in the Spurs. That was his first title at the Spurs. Um, yeah, 99, yeah. 2000s. It's it's hard, man. It's really hard. But, all right, before I get any more depressed, we'll get you out here on this. The draft tomorrow night. We talked about, you know, we talked about players that teams are reaching for to get that next Porzingis for this week. Who's the best player in, your, in like, a, in a draft, you think? I, I think as long as the ball is not even close. Ooh. Wow. I think it's um, Markel uh, Fultz. I, that, that's me being biased to a hometown guy. But um, okay. man, if 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 Lazo Ball uh, is the the best guy in this draft, God help this draft. I mean, he's talented. <laughs> it's not a deep draft, man. <laughs> you know, it's not. See, that's the thing because I'm hearing d- different things. I'm hearing that it is deep. I'm hearing that it's not deep. I'm hearing it's that it's deep, deep. but it, it, these guys won't meet expectations. It's it's just it's weird. It's like a lot of things that I'm seeing that's going on in terms of the draft prospects and, and where the mock drafts have people going. It has me scratching my head. Like first and right. foremost, okay, they're saying that uh, Marquille folks will be the the, the 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 will go first overall to to uh, to Philly, right? Yeah. Right now, if that happens. This will be the first time – well, actually, ben, ben Simmons started it off last year being the first guy in the modern draft era. And by that, I say starting with the lottery back in 84, mm-hmm. where you had a number one overall pick not playing in the NCAA tournament. Right. So to have back-to-back drafts in which that happens, 
it's a head scratcher. And then once again, you know, you have all these freshmen that are being looked at, all these international players being looked at, all these guys uh, in the top 20 that are being drafted solely off of potential. And like I just said, I, 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 I saw at least four guys who are averaging five points, who averaged five points or less last year while playing in the NCAA. You've got Zach Collins that played at Gonzaga, who is basically the number two singer on that team. They're talking about him being a lottery, uh, a top five pick. Actually, I'm sorry, a top ten pick. Um, you, you got the guy at UCLA, the freshman, who's a, a 6'10", 6'11", once again, another one of those potential stretch guys who averaged less than five points a game. You had the, uh, the the power forward out of Duke, who's another guy that averaged less than five points a game. It's a, I'm, I'm averaging almost as many points a game sitting at the crib as these dudes are <laughs> practicing and playing in games. Really, five points a game at 6'10", that's literally yeah. three buckets. That's less than three yeah, buckets. And these guys will all be top 20 picks off of potential. You know what I'm saying? you got a guy in, in Dwayne Bacon yeah. who's a scoring machine. Up, well, he's at least a sophomore, you know, um, talking about being drafted in the second round. And you haven't had a non-one-and-done or high school player be drafted at the number one spot since uh, Blake Griffin. He was the last one that was that was not a one and done. He he's played two years. He gave you two. Right. But everybody else is giving you one or less. And, and man, the, 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 the talent pool, and that's part of the reason why the league looks the, looks the way it does. You talk about the, uh, the 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 imbalance of power in every one of these super teams. It's only super teams because there's so many untalented guys, and unproven guys, and, and potential guys in the league that they have to compete against, and it makes it that much easier. Well, you know what we're going to do next week? I'm glad you said that. I want to focus next week's podcast on, um, on, 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 these, on these executives not doing their damn jobs because that's where it's coming from. And I know we're going to spend a lot of time on the draft next week. So be prepared, bro. Be prepared. Hey, I'm going to say like this, and I'm glad that you, you say that because – it leads me to something that I've been holding in for a very long, well, at least a week. Uh-huh. Rob Parker, Fox Sports, yep. stop blaming LeBron for this in terms of the league being in shambles. This is not LeBron's fault. There are a lot of things I could blame LeBron for, but not that. That's the GM's fault. And I'm glad that we're going to talk about it next week because I'm going to be ready. All right. I want to be ready, damn it. Be ready. <laughs> be ready, but anyway... <laughs> I'm already ready, already. All right, we're going to talk next week, man. No doubt. Peace. Let's look at Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on um, Reason Radio every Tuesday night on, on Blog Talk Radio as well as the Sports Blog. The Clown, I mean, I'm sorry, the Clown Time. The, uh, the Yard Slash HCC Sports as well. Um, yeah. It's going to be an interesting week next week, you know, especially like um, uh, uh, with, uh, with the draft already, already transpired and who knows more trades may be happening but please I beg you Phil Jackson I want you to be fired but please don't trade Chris Westbrook for all that's holy please don't do it anyway it's Scott Brooks y'all thanks a lot for listening to the Clown Times take care it's 06 good night
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.